Hello, friend. Welcome to the Happy Family Club. We're delighted to have you join us. Our mission is to help you have a happier, stronger family. We do that by bringing you the world's greatest experts in family, marriage, parenting, and relationships. We interview them to discover their secrets, their strategies, their techniques, and bring them to you so that you can cherry pick exactly what you need right now to have more success and more joy in your family. And if you enjoyed this interview, we encourage you to share it with your friends and your family and come on to the happyfamilyclub.com and see if you can find more information that's going to help you and your family be happier. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the interview. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Happy Family Club podcast. We are so excited to have you here, and we are really excited to have Jessica Jackson with us. What a joy it is to have you here, and thank you so much for taking your time and spending that with us. We know you're a busy mom, and you're a busy entrepreneur, and you've got so many things going on, so this is awesome for you to spend a little time with us. Um, I know uh, just by way of introduction, uh, you I think you said you've got children ranging from 10 down to 3. Correct. So, yes. So you're busy. Um, you've got a degree in engineering. And if I remember right, you wrote your first website in like the fourth grade or something, is right? Yeah, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Yeah, it is. And then you're also at, you are the founder of you know Thriving in Motherhood. And you've got an amazing journal that you help people like you know plan their life, or you've got a planner and a journal. We'll talk some more about that in a little bit, but You've done some wonderful things. What I really was impressed that you have an incredible podcast with a lot of followers. You've reached literally hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And it's just been an impressive thing to see what you've done. So thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Jessica. We're excited oh. to learn from you. <laughs> well, and I, I'm just honored to be a part of your mission. I believe so much in creating happy families. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So uh, to dive right in, I mean, the main question we like to ask on these uh, podcasts is just, what do you see as the main thing that will help to create happy families? And, and so I want to dive into that with you. But before we jump into that, I want to just talk a little bit about your background. I mean, it's, I got to be honest with you, it's really rare to see someone in the middle of, you know, mothering and with a busy life decide that they're going to spend a lot of time and build planners and tools and resources and be consistent over, I think, 200 and some 290 some odd podcasts uh you know editions and so like what is the story behind this why are you doing this jessica what what what's your passion here and what began your story yeah so when i became a mom 10 years ago this weekend um, i know it's a big milestone but i i you know i had graduated from college i had taught school and my husband was starting his phd and i just assumed i would love it but i mean i i that's what i wanted to do right and it was so hard it was incredibly <laughs> hard um and i think part of it was our circumstances we didn't live close to family we never have um my husband was really busy in grad school we were living in one of those like cinder block college housings that got torn down the year after we moved out the water was gray sometimes and we like chiseled you know a 12 by 12 square foot that we could stand in the bathtub to not on mold and you know so oh. we were in like you know we were we were we were at the beginning of our marriage and at at our career and whatever but but I, what i really discovered is that 
um, I was floundering and I, and I felt like, you know, the days would just drag on and on and on. I didn't know how to really take care of a baby. I didn't know how to take care of myself and take care of a baby. And it was just boring and painful and exhausting. And I felt like I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do. And yet it felt like there was nothing that I was doing. And so it was just a really hard start. Yeah. And two years later, we had our second child. And, and, and at the same time, like you wouldn't look at me and think I was surviving. I, I, I was doing things to the best of my ability, you know, I, yeah. I would put it, you know, so, so it wasn't like I was miserable and trying to make everyone around me, you know, miserable around me. You probably wouldn't know how much I was struggling, but I was. And so when my second child was born in the hospital, I got something called C. diff. It's a super bug in your colon. Yeah. It took a few weeks to diagnose and I ended up back in the hospital for a week trying to oh. get that infection under control. It was very, very serious. And during that time, I just kept thinking like, I'm committed. I want to start living again. Like I am tired of just existing through my days. I am ready. I mean, this is an ending, right? You guys have 11 children, right? Like at the very yeah. beginning, you're like, okay, this is, this is actually a lifelong pursuit now that I'm, I'm starting on. So I want to learn to like it. And so my solution was to go back to planning because since middle school, I've been like a planner person, Franklin Covey, two pages a day. Like mm -hmm. I know how to plan. But the problem was, is that all the things that I had done in my two pages a day no longer worked when I was a mom. Like I would try and schedule things out and it wouldn't work because of the kids or I, I don't know, like yeah. they didn't sleep that night. So the plan I thought was good for that day did not work. Um, yeah. Or I would just like write things I wanted to get done and I would transfer them day after day after day. And it was just so discouraging. And so I gave up for a while. So during this period of time when I was recovering from having a baby and fighting a life-threatening infection with two little kids, two and under, um, I just was like, I know I have all these ideas in my brain. I have all these things that I, I want to do and how do I put them in a, on paper in a way that I can move them forward. And yeah. so I would just like study every single planner that was on the market and be like, okay, I know, I don't even know how do I, and I couldn't find anything that fit all the thoughts in my brain. So I bought a notebook and I spent the next three years just puzzling together the perfect system for myself because I had spent wow. years listening, like reading Jane, uh, David Allen's getting things done and learning from Michael Hyatt, like all these corporate business people that teach business holders how to be successful. I was like, okay, well, they've moms need this too. Like I'm right. running a business just trying to manage a household. So, um, so yeah, I customized it for myself and I, I started a podcast probably at the end of that year of the year three. So, and I had three kids. Yeah. And I started that podcast because I was still struggling. Like I had kind of figured out the planning and I was starting to do stuff, but I was like, I still don't not feel any joy here. Like I am, I am just in the depths. And to be fair, I was dealing with a lot of things. I was, my grandma had died, a best friend. I had grief. I just had my third baby. The pregnancy was horrible. You know, yeah. my husband's still in grad school. Like, like there was a lot of circumstances, but at the same time, like there are other moms that are finding joy here. So I started yeah. this podcast with the title Thriving in Motherhood as a hope that it was possible and as used <laughs> to interview anybody that looked like they were doing better than me, which felt like everybody at that time, right? And so that's really where it started. And after, you know, just constantly trying to learn and grow and study and I, over the last five, it's been five years now releasing an episode every week, I feel like I went from grasping and hoping to learning those tools that I needed. And now I can teach those things um, and what's working and the principles that have made a big difference in my life. But that is kind of the, the overall progression. And so I would say it was accidental that I ended up here. I have been very intentional about continuing to learn and grow, but, but I didn't start this as an intentional business. Yeah. I know people use podcasts for business purposes, to be honest. <laughs> awesome. So I, I want to go back to just a moment. 
to me, it seems like, um, I mean, I think motherhood has always been hard, right? Through the history of mankind, motherhood's tough. <laughs> You're carrying children, uh, being pregnant, giving birth, you know, the, the afterbirth mentality and emotions and hormones. I mean, all of that stuff. It's always been hard. But I've noticed that there there seems to be at least, you know, and I don't have a Pew study on this, but it <laughs> seems to me to be that if we, we have sort of a generational gap of moms coming from, you know, the early 1900s, 1950s of just, this is just what we do and you've got a duty and you just live it and you breathe and die. Like, I, I don't know that my grandma, as an example, would have ever been like, oh, I'm just miserable and bored. And that's no derogatory term to you. It's just... Yeah. I just see that there's like there's a shift in society. And so I, I wonder if you have any insight on where that shift is coming from. And because you felt yourself in the middle of it. And to be honest, I mean, we felt that, right? There's I, oh, yeah. the only thing I ever wanted to do is to be a daddy. And I've had days where I've been like, holy cow, like this is brutal, right? Um, so I, I sense that gap in myself. So I wonder if you have insights um on where that gap is coming from and kind of what's shifted in society to create that yeah i think there's lots of lots of factors i think the first one is you know if we're comparing 1900s life to now yeah we thanks to all of the wonderful inventions it doesn't take that long to do laundry it doesn't take that long to do dishes it doesn't have to take that long to make dinner i mean it can take yeah. time and take as much time as you want but it doesn't have to and so i think there's also this all of a sudden we have this like available time that yeah. maybe people 1900, you know, in the 1900s didn't have, right? So we have yeah. time to do things with that. And the hard part and the wonderful part about that is now we have to make choices and decisions. And so I would say my number one most important thing, if I could jump for a second, would be creating yeah. a vision. I believe every mom or husband or family, marriage, couple, all those levels need a vision for their life to know what they want to do with their time and energy. Because now we have so many options. The options are endless. Yeah. And I think then you add on a layer of social media and yeah. and being able to peek into people's worlds. And now you see all of the options, right? And, and you see everyone's best options compared to what you're living, which is reality. And then yeah. I think to add another layer onto that, because we are so immersed in get whatever you want, get it now, it makes it really uncomfortable to work with people that are never going to be fast, efficient, or exactly what <laughs> you want them to be, right? And so, like, we've been conditioned, I think, just habitually to want things to be easy. And yeah. that was never the intention for it to be easy. And so I think part of it, too, is this is societal expectation that this yeah. should be easy and should be efficient. And we should be able to make things easy and efficient and managed. And that is not what family life is. Exactly. And so I think when we can, like, recalibrate those expectations of, like, oh, I'm going to have to learn patience in this process because yeah. that's what the point is, right? Like right. that's part of the problem. Okay, I that's love- great insight. It, it's a fabulous <laughs> insight. And what I love about what you're saying here is, is I think a lot of moms, especially, walk around with all these A choices and B expectations and, the, and, and C, I think that there's a very real, um, I don't want to say it, but at least in my perspective in society, there's a, there's a lot of like, you shouldn't be a mom. You should be something else. But mom is like a sort of thing, you know, the, Lower the, the cartoons <laughs> and the, there's a lot of media that's not really in favor of just, hey, I'm going to be a mom. Right. And that's a cool thing. And, and I should wear that as a badge of honor. And so I think that, that these moms come into this world with all these expectations and pressures and total unrealistic comparisons because of social media. 
and so the day starts out in massive guilt and frustration and it's like i can't be the super person i can't do it all and i think there's another aspect that i've noticed and that is just this sense of if i'm a good mom then my children will have will do everything they'll be in all the piano lessons and all the music thing and all the sports and all that like you know i think there's a huge list of like what it means to be a good mom and if you're not doing all that stuff and you can't afford all of it clearly you're a loser and and i think that a lot of moms feel that way so i love what you're saying it's like oh easy was not the point the point was i get to learn patience i get to learn management i get to learn all these skills and grow myself while i'm working with these things i also love that this this uh comment about efficiency is coming from this engineer right like you've got this engineering <laughs> well yeah, I, I, was a, right? I, I was a, i would say i'm a technology and engineer educator so i don't yeah, have like yeah, a hard engineering <laughs> background but yeah i did teach it at middle school and high school level yeah there you go well so yeah beautiful okay cool um well so thank you for that and i just i, I think what i want what i would like for our listeners to hear is like take the pressure off like we we need to take some of the pressure off and the guilt and start being more efficient so that we can get stuff done it's okay to go through the learning thing you're not a bad person because you're needing to learn and grow right well and to have a vision so that we can clearly see where we want to go yeah and exactly. figure out a path to get to that vision yeah cool yeah. Okay, we'll dive into that. Let's let's go let's go deeper into that real quick. Okay, so our our key question is, is what do you see as you know a core principle for creating happy families? So that's my first question. Then we'll dive more into it. Maybe it's and that's vision. what she um, was already saying. I know yeah. you're you're uh -huh. you're one step ahead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so that's it. I think it's creating that vision because, you know, what I found is that once I could start writing down on paper, and I think the first time I did this was 2015, 2016. So a couple of years into this process of motherhood. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden it helped me see like what direction I wanted to go. And I think a lot of time vision in this world could be like, oh, I want a world school or I want to, you know, like something really big and grand. And those are great too. But really what it is, is when we can just say on paper what it is that we want to do. And it might be to get better at our laundry. It might be to start a little family tradition. It might be to, you know, improve how morning routines are going with your kids. Whatever it is, when you write it down on paper, you chose it. So that yeah. does a couple of things. One, you're no longer a victim. To the situation right you're being proactive two it's something that you can get excited about i don't want any you know when i say write a vision it's like not you should be doing these things it's what do you want to do right now because yeah. we all have different things that we're drawn to at this moment and it can have home management stuff on it and it can have stuff that you're interested in on it it can be you know a wide variety of things and then it also helps you know what to say yes to and no to and you know for me i kind of structure my whole life based on this vision so it's incorporated into my weeks but we it's so easy just to get caught up like you were saying going to all the things for our kids all the time and filling your schedule up. You know, I have, I, we have done very few extracurriculars for our kids because why it doesn't fit in my vision. Yes. I don't envision myself as a taxi driver and it's right. fine if you do, <laughs> like, it's totally fine if that's important to you, because I think we have different kids and different families and different talents. And, and so it's going to be so unique, but, but I think we need to really lean in and listen. And for me, it's prayerful. I connect with God, you know, and I try and bring God into what does this vision look like for me? And I bring in my children and my husband, but we, we can get excited when we have something to get excited about. It's also a lot easier to do those day-to-day -day things that just have to get done, right? Yeah. Like it's a lot easier to do dishes when you've got a project that you're working on that you're so excited about that is tied to your vision. And so, and so I just think 
for me, I have found the most joy and confidence in my motherhood because I love my life now. Like I really do. I homeschool my kids and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love spending the days with them, but it's because year after year after year, I've refined that vision and taken the baby steps to make things just a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Yeah. And, and to create a life I really, truly, honestly love. And it doesn't look like anybody else's and it's not supposed to. And so that is just a practice. I think all in a skill, all moms and husbands, families really need to learn. Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying. Remember, oh, remember great. Montana, when we, mm -hmm. we, we came across this, we started having an awareness of what you're saying. We didn't articulate it as good as you're doing here, but <laughs> remember Montana and the T-ball thing? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 We had our kids in T-ball, violin lessons, ballet, and we were, like you said, taxi driving everywhere. And we took a step back and said, is this really what we want our life to be like? You know, we want to have these accomplished children that can do everything. And then it reflects on us that we're such great parents, but we realized, no, what we really wanted was we want to have them home with us. We want to build relationships. We want to have love and connection. And so we like took a step way back and said, we're going to have extracurricular in our front yard and play <laughs> together. Yeah. You know, and, and just spend that time together building the relationships and doing things that really matter most and to us. To us and, yeah. and I think what, like what you're saying is that there's nothing inherently wrong in those things, but does it fit in the vision? And we wanted that. We had five, five, almost six, almost six children at the time. And we just started doing the math. It's like, okay, well, if we have, we end up having eight or nine or 10 or 11 children and you and you start figuring the it just didn't fit where we needed to go as a family and i think that's the essential thing that you're talking about here jessica is we we need to sit down and say okay what what do i want to accomplish what does god want me to accomplish and what do i want for my family now let's craft everything else after that and even and even for us it's like that transform and i love what you said it's like doing the dishes got transformed because now if I want to teach my children life school, that's part of my or, or life skills. That's part of our vision. Then pulling them up to the sink with me and having them do dishes with me and teaching them as I go now is this is fun because this is in harmony with what my vision is, right? Even if they do it wrong, even if they <laughs> especially the when they do it wrong, who cares? Exactly. It's the habit. It's the habit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, great. so you know, you, you talked about putting that down on paper and writing that out and creating that vision. And so I wanted to visit just a little bit about what you found, because you went through a multi-year process of creating that vision. Like you said, just a little bit refinement, a little bit refinement, a little bit refinement. I'm assuming you learned some cool steps along the way. And so I'd love to hear a, a better insight in your, your, your process of creating that vision. Because I think a lot of times parents are like, yeah, I should have a vision. Like, okay, vision is be a good person or be a good mom. It's like, now what do I do? You know, it's like, so there's got to be some more particulars there. So maybe you could share with us some of the steps that you have used that you found helpful in that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're just getting started, don't be overwhelmed. You can just sit down and write down, um, what do I want to do this year? What projects do I want to accomplish? Who do I want to be in my different life roles? What experiences do I want my family to have? Like if you're feeling overwhelmed, you just want to get started. Answering those questions are excellent. Um, I do it every single year because I feel like that is, that's about as far as I can go at best, guessing at what our life is going to be like. And more than that is really challenging. I know people say like, well, what do I want to be in 80 years or five years? And I think that's fun, but it's not quite as tangible. 
Yeah. And so, and I'm not even, and, and so you can write down the projects you want to accomplish, you know, kind of those things. Um, I actually now have this planner that you mentioned has a whole vi create your vision section. And so I have multiple, I think there's like 23 pages now of exercises that I go through and just wow. spend a few weeks working on this process. And basically what I'm doing, I, you always start, I always start with reflecting and reviewing on the previous year or previous chunk of time. It doesn't really matter when you do this. It does not have to be in January. It's whenever you decide to start. Um, sometimes I do it in July because life is, that's just how it flows for my family. So I don't even follow the January calendar and I sell a planner that starts in January. I just do it when I can. But, um, but, but with that, you start by reflecting and reviewing the previous year because what you do, if you just, if you, you know, you're past the diaper bag stage, but for those of you that can relate to diaper bags, right? Like they just fill up and compact and add until you're like, what smells in here? And I can't fit in things that should fit, right? And so then you like take it all out, throw most of it away, save the few precious things, and now you can keep going. And so I like to do that every year. Just kind of take all of these thoughts, all of these things out of the diaper bag, refresh, and then make space for something new so that I've got space to now think and imagine what I possibly want to do. And then all the other questions that I ask, it's like looking at what are your goals? What's important to you? What are the different roles you have in your life? How do you want to, you know, how do you want to show up to the different roles and responsibilities you have? What kind of, you know, things you want to have with building a strong family experiences? What do your kids need? Uh, but just kind of look at this big, like list of things that you don't have to make them part of your vision, but I just like to pull them out once a year and examine them and review them and then take all of that data and say, okay, what am I feeling drawn to? What I feel like isn't on my heart? What does God want me to do right now? What am I most excited about right now? And then pick a few of those things that I kind of, you know, the gold, the pieces of gold and all of that mining and excavating that I did and put that together as the vision for the year. And then from there, I choose for the next 90 days. So three quarters, because that's actually all you can plan and think about. Yep. And say, okay, from my vision, what are the projects, goals, habits, family systems that we're going to focus on for the next 90 days? And, and I go from there. But that, so that's kind of what I do. I'm not like, my vision isn't like a list of goals. It's like a nice idea that I'm going to work on in 90 day chunks. That's Amazing. awesome. So much more tangible. So it's not this ethereal idea out there. It's this is how I'm going to get there. These are the steps. That's great. Yeah. And I will say the first year I did it, it was like, you know, I, I have had horrible eyesight since I've been in kindergarten. So it's like no glasses, right? You just, you just get started or you go into a dark tunnel and the first few steps of the dark tunnel, you have nothing, you can see nothing. And if it's the first year or two that you're doing this, you might feel like you're walking into a dark tunnel and you're just taking steps. I will say, you know, now that I've been doing this exercise, you know, for five, six, seven years, I don't know, long time that is getting clearer and clearer, you know, and I'm seeing the light and it's starting to become something that I, I, I'm making little tweaks to, and it's becoming more tangible. But I think the point is you just have to pick something and get started. Like, even if you don't feel like it's the perfect thing, or it's not your passion, or it's not your life's mission, like it doesn't matter. Just pick something and get started because it's that momentum and that moving forward on something that's going to give you information. That's going to help you get excited about your life. Yeah. So oh, can, I, can I ask you a couple of follow-up questions on that? Yes. So um, I actually have two questions. One is the tangible reality of that. I mean, you're a mother, you've got young children. So you, for you personally, do you like peel off some time in the evening? Do you wake up early in the morning? Do you like put them all, you know, in front of the TV or a movie in the middle of the afternoon and still some time? Like, what does that functionally look like for you to peel the time off? Because now here it's like you've got 23 pages of exercises that you eventually built up, which is awesome. And then you work through those in like two to three week chunks. Um, 
So what does that show up like tangibly in your life? I read through a page. I know what the questions are. And then when I'm washing dishes or I'm taking a shower, I get answers and then I go write them down. Hey there, it's Margie. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Yeah, I hope you know that you can go to thehappyfamilyclub.com and see many other interviews and get a whole bunch of other resources, materials, free things, paid things, all kinds of stuff. There's an entire membership there where you get exclusive access to all of our best tools and resources. Our mission is to bring you the world's best resources and insights from the world's best experts so that you can have a happier family and have more joy. So go check it out, thehappyfamilyclub.com. Now let's get back to the interview. It's it's very organic. I think one of the keys here is that I choose not to film every minute with listening to something or watching something. And so yeah. when you take out all of that possible, you know, input and leave space for just quiet in your everyday life, there's lots of time to think and ponder. And then I jot stuff down. And does that mean that there's water splatters in my planner? Yes, yes, there are. But that's yes. okay. You know, like totally. that's that's yeah. the point. I awesome. I love, love, love that. We um Margin, a couple of years ago, Margie and I did a a five day retreat in Spain. It was like a spiritual retreat. Sounds amazing. And, yeah. Well, great. it was it was we were actually there ten days. It was five days of just solo, um, by ourselves. But the one of the key things we fasted for those five days, water only, um, and camped out in the mountains by ourselves. But the key thing there was no input, right? So so we we, we could bring a journal for output. But the only input was between us and us God, and God. <laughs> right? So no books to read, no electronic devices, no nothing. And uh, and obviously you can't do that every day, but what you're saying here is so incredibly true. I think going back to our grandparents in the early you know, <laughs> 1900s, one of the things is their life was not cluttered with a million and one different things. They didn't feel drawn to always have to check their social media feed. They didn't feel like they had to be up on the latest bit of news they didn't feel like you know th there was space there which i think was really valuable and that i love that you're giving yourself permission to not fill your life with a whole bunch of input mm -hmm. it's so powerful jessica that's incredible really so cool great. Mm -hmm. okay so my second question for you is um one of the things that i've been mildly obsessed with over the years is studying various personality types um we we've noticed that even though we have i mean the genetic mix between us should pick out children about you know similar what we found is, is that, like and not, not only not similar to us but so we have children I, I think genetically if you look at it, you'll say oh yeah you can tell all 11 of those those are your children okay great but personality wise habit wise thinking wise like wow, these are 11 completely unique individuals. Mm -hmm. So I've been very interested in personalities and what makes people tick and how we're wired. And in my perspective, you know, some people are wired to just be kind of organized and some people are wired to be not organized at all. <laughs> and then there's all the different kinds in between. I wonder what insights you would have for the person on that far end of the 
I don't think meticulously, I don't think organized, like I think parties and fun and <laughs> social and everything else can just fall apart. That's fine with me. So I wonder, but, but then there's moments where like, I can't live this way. I mean, I know this, I'm speaking from experience cause I am one, but <laughs> I, I just wonder if you have insights on creating this vision and using this time for those people who are on the end of the spectrum of not don't, don't feel like they're organized or meticulous at all. Yeah. So I don't think I am the organized meticulous type either. I think I'm the, I have a lot of people in my life now. And so I don't want to drown every day. Yep. Um, so the really cool thing is I've got people that have been using the planner for years that one, she creates her vision and like just having done the work of creating it is enough to direct her days. She's not often like going back and using the planner all the time. Like just knowing that she did it kind of knows it's important. That was enough for her. And she has a great year. She feels good about it. Mm -hmm. And every 30 days, we always write down the things you learned, accomplished, experienced, um, went, uh, things you read that's built into the system because it keeps momentum going. You feel good. Yeah. You stop saying that live of all I do is. So she does like that in her planner for the most part. And that's great. And she creates an amazing life that way. I have other moms that are more on the other end of the spectrum that it's like they create it, they carry the planner with them all day long, they are living by it, right? So, so the point here is that you, it's adaptable, right? Like whatever yeah. your personality is, it's adaptable. The point is, is that you have, here, I'll tell the, the, the point of this vision is, you know, where you're going. So when I was in high school, we moved to Iowa and a lot of our friends lived in these farm fields. <laughs> and so my mom would give us it because this is before we had cell phones with GPS. And so my mom would give us like a sticky note on the steering wheel on her stick shift and say like, OK, this is how you get to so and so's house. Please go pick up your brother. And the instructions are like, you know, drive out to the cornfield, pass this sign, turn right at the silo, turn. I mean, just like complete landmarks. And so I picked up my brother one day. We made it there, but on the way back, we like got turned around with the, you know, directions. And so we called our mom on the like old cell phones and we're like, we have no clue where we are. And she's like, all right, where's the sun? I'm like, what? And so my brother and I are like driving. She's like, where's the sun? We're looking out the window and she's like, okay, keep it on this side of the car until you get back to town. We're like, okay. Uh, she's amazing. And so she, but she stayed on the phone with us. Right. And we found our way out of this cornfield by the sun. And so that's really what your vision does. It's not saying like step one, step two, step three, it's just keeping you going in the right direction. And there's tons of room for flexibility, robots, new information, change in plans, but you just want something to keep you going in the direction, something that you can wake up and be excited about. Awesome. So that's so great. I think that a challenge that people have, again, these expectations that they have, it's like, well, there's these planners. And of course, one thing I love about your perspective and why I'm so excited that we're having this conversation is like you, I've been through David Allen stuff and Brendan Burchard and yes. you know, all the, like I have Michael, those. Hyatt, yes. Michael Hyatt. Yeah. Yes. Hyatt and I have had dinner together on a couple of occasions and chatted through his fabulous system. And I look at that, I'm like, Somebody shoot me. I just, wow, I cannot. Are you, focus? Are you kidding? If I didn't have kids, I would buy his planner in a heartbeat. Uh, <laughs> it looks amazing. Uh, I, no, I, I love it. And it's great. But I, Michael Hyatt's, he's awesome. But yeah, yeah. My, my brain, I, my brain trips out on that. And what I found is like you is, is that if I have these guiding stars, these landmarks, these places to go, it's really powerful because I'm very much purpose, um, very much ideal, very much project driven and very much not task driven. And Margie's the other, Margie's the opposite. Like you look at, you look at her planner and Margie just, 
she's got a day and it's articulating. She checks that thing every day and it works for it. It's amazing. And uh, you do what you can do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> However your brain works. That's that's right. Right. So that's how Margie, but here's the thing that I want to see is, is that your system and what you're talking about is not designed to take somebody and mold them into the system. It's designed to be a resource and a help. Very Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want the principles to be accessible and then you scale the principles to fit your life. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So great. You said a phrase that I wanted to go back to really quick. Um, you said, well, you know, the all I do is mentality. Can you elaborate on that? Where, tell, tell us where you're going with that. Yeah. So I found as a mom and whether I'm thinking it or someone saying it to me, all I do is run my kids around. All I do is change diapers. All I do is the laundry. All I do is the dishes. All, you know, and we just tell ourselves these things and we forget the hundred other things that actually happened that day. Right. We just like yeah. whittle it down to nothing. And so this became really poignant. I heard of this exercise. I was probably listening to some podcasts. Might have been with Brendan Burchard talking about coaching Oprah Winfrey or something. something. That, but it was like back in 2017. So it was a while ago. I'm not quite sure on the source. But And they mentioned that like some of these really top successful people were just feeling so horrible. And, the, and what they suggested was sit down and write out what you did over the last 30 days. And they felt yeah. amazing after doing that. I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. So I was pregnant with my third. I was so sick. I could barely walk. My pelvis separates. I was so sick, nauseous, like on the couch. And so what I had been telling myself is all I do is lay on this couch and like barely <laughs> live and survive. And so after like just being so depressed, I hauled my two kids out onto our tiny little porch and myself and I gave them crayons and I pulled out my then notebook, now planner, and yeah. wrote down what I had done. And it, I had to go two months, but I actually found that there were more things that I did than I realized. Yeah. And I left that exercise feeling awesome. And I have been doing it every 30 days since. And I always start, you think I learned, but I always start thinking like, oh, things are not going well. And I leave going, I am amazing. Look at all we're doing. I feel so good. And that's a really fun place to plan your next 30 days from, right? Because mm. I, I think the other problem with parenting in our world is it can start feeling like a treadmill and it never ends yeah. and it's just like you just keep go 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 and i feel like this really helps you pause and stop for a second and just celebrate what happens so that you can keep going because otherwise you just start like draining out getting burned out really fast mm -hmm. well there's so many tasks in motherhood that you just constantly are doing <laughs> that never stay fixed you know the laundry the dishes the fixing meals the house cleaning and so it's so easy for women especially moms especially to get into that mode of i'm not accomplishing a single thing i'm just right. existing <laughs> you know right so, yeah that's so great every 30 days i love that to reevaluate what you've done and then decide where you're going to go from there it's so yeah. good very powerful and i like that treadmill i mean i um years ago i had to sort of flip the switch from destination mentality to journey mentality right like <laughs> like parenting was not and it's a challenge that we have in our society because everything's driven by either instant fixed gratification i want something i, I want to have this to do a you know, whatever it is um watch a movie eat a burger have a drink you know, go do this activity, whatever it is. It's like, and I, so I want that end destination right now. Or we, we also live in a highly accomplishment oriented world. It's like, I worked really hard and then I achieved, -da! you know, this, whatever the big thing was. 
And, and so we sort of fall into this trap of thinking, well, that's actually what life is about. And it's not. I, I think we should go back to what you said earlier, Jessica, where you're like, no, the point was not accomplishing that thing. The point was, in your example, was to learn patience. Like, you're becoming a more, you know, godly, happier, amazing, better version of yourself. That's the point, not the end destination. It's the journey. Well, and that's what I realized when I started that thriving in motherhood. It turned out yeah. to be a great thing because thriving is growing. And what do exactly. plants need to grow? They need rainstorms and they yeah. need sun. They need, you know, yeah. like it's not easy to be a plant. And but growth happens, right? And the fruit happens yeah. and the and so yeah, that's exactly right. It is it's about becoming something. It is about becoming. It is. And the cool part about it is is that every moment there is a destination and it's called joy. And that's one of the, the cool things that we get to experience. So awesome. Um, okay, so uh, I'm just watching the time here. I wanna, I wanna go back for just a second to um, you know, this planning process. So we've got this 90 days and 30 day things. Any other practical tips and tricks that you have seen that worked really well for you or these you know, thousands of other mothers that have you know, jumped onto your bandwagon and are living happier lives because of it. So we create the vision and then we've got these touch points. Any other tangible, practical insights you can offer for us? I have loads. I talk about this all the time, but I'll leave yeah. you with maybe one more um, to just start playing with, which is plan your weeks and not your days. Because I huh. found that in motherhood in particular, like when you don't leave or your kid, you're like, I homeschool, I always have kids around me. And so if I try and plan out a day, it is very hard to guess what's going to happen that day and be yeah. successful, especially when you have younger kids. This might change when kids are older. My oldest is 10. So you can. No, I, I just want to, I just want to say it's not. No. Okay, great. All right. We'll keep going then. So, um, but it gets, just so you know, it gets more hectic. I just, just not to. Just yeah. That's, that's the inkling that I've had actually. So, um, but what I've learned is that within a week, I can actually calibrate and check everything off on my list for a week. I can yeah. get I can get like pretty good at that every single week. And it feels good to be able to have like, I'm done. I did it fresh slate every week. And so kind of some of the tricks on that are start by writing down the appointments that you have, actual scheduled activities. And I have those in their own column. The next thing I write down are my day specific to do's. And I only write down what actually has to happen that day. If it doesn't have to happen that day, I don't write it on that day because I don't want to transfer it to the next day. That's so discouraging. Yep. And then I have a big three for the week. So I'm looking at my vision. This is where it gets really practical. So that vision that I created and I created my quarter from and then my month plan from, I'm looking every week at what I wanted to do that month trickling down yeah. and picking what are those three things that I want to work on that week. Now in a business application, it's what are the three things to generate revenue for me? I want to have at least one of those things be something from my vision. The reality is, is something's probably practical. Like my daughter's birthday, that's going to take time. Or if you're doing a fundraiser for school, that's going to take time or, you know, so it doesn't always have to be your vision, but you want to have the, what are those three big things you're going to do during the week? And then everything else I put in a context space to do. So instead of having one long, never ending to-do list, I instead say, okay, here are the things that have to happen while I'm at home. Here's the things I have to do on the computer. Here are the phone calls I have to make. Here are the errands I have to run. And here are the things I need to talk about with people. And when yeah. you break it up that way, then when you have a pocket of time, you're able to quickly identify 
instead of just going up and down the list and say, oh, I don't know, what sounds fun? What should I do now? And then your moment ends. <laughs> right. Instead, you're saying like, okay, everyone's quiet. I can make a phone call. And you just bust out your phone call list. Or everyone needs, I need to get out of the house. Everyone needs to get out of the house. Let's go run my errands. And it's basically just batching all of those tasks that you have so you can be really efficient when you sit down to do it. It's not about getting everything done, but it allows you to get a lot of things done so that you can focus on those things that really matter. I love it. Plan the week. So great. So practical. Not the day. Yeah. yeah. And the, how you broke down planning out that week is absolutely amazing. Okay. So yes, I know there's a ton more stuff that you could <laughs> share with us and help us with. And we want all of everyone in our world, we want them to have this. Can you tell us a little bit about your planner and a, how to get hold of it and B, do you have any like follow-up training courses that go along with that? Just give us kind of step us into your world and give us a big picture of, of the planner ecosystem. <laughs> Absolutely. So the Thriving Motherhood Planner is available at thrivingmotherhoodpodcast.com. You can go straight there or slash planner. It'll take you right to the page. Um, I have a planning week you can win training that goes deeper into all these things that I just shared with you. That's completely free. Um, at thrivingamotheredpodcast.com slash more time. Yep. And then I also have paid, like if you have the planner, we have something called Soaring Mother Society where we meet every single month and actually do this monthly review process together where oh, you just, cool. and we do it in small groups. It's not one of these massive groups. I do it at like five people max at a time. So you get to talk yourself and, mm -hmm. and explore what what you review and celebrate. And so someone else besides you cares what you did and you've got accountability to give you a little extra push to do stuff. And then I have the Made to Sword Next 90 Days program that just step-by-step step goes in detail about all these time management and productivity things and systems that you need to build a family, like the whole, you know, the, the business stuff for your family. Yeah. Um, but in a way that has this, you know, grace and, a, and just to find the joy in it, right? And to really yeah. thrive in, it's called Made to Soar. I believe that we were made, meant for more, we were made to soar, to feel like yeah. we can be soaring others. So. That is, that's it all. Love that's it. everything. So we're going to include links and all that stuff. And and I just want to say, to me, it's clear that you have, yeah, you you very carefully faced a lot of your own fears, a lot of your own frustrations, a lot of your own self doubts, a lot of your own like, oh, I'm a terrible person. And you have created a system meticulously that has worked for you, and obviously works for a lot of people. There's so much wisdom in what you're talking about here, and. Margie and I, again, we, we, we've never articulated it as beautifully as you have, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But we see the value in it. We've shared a few stories, David. You guys, anyone listening to this, there is a key component that I learned years ago, and that is if the logistics of your life are out of balance, the things that really matter will never get in balance, right? Mm -hmm. So the emotional yeah. side of things, the spiritual side of things, yeah. those things that we can't really touch and put our hands on, if the logistics are out of balance, you know, think about going to a conference and the and the conference center is 90 degrees and the seats are hard and you've got to sit there for four hours. You're not going to pick up anything that happened at that conference. <laughs> the logistics are out of balance. So things that matter most and that really impact you cannot have an influence on you. And so what Jessica is talking about here and what I love about what you shared is a very simple, graceful, beautiful way of having those things in balance and so that the things that matter most it's like i love that because you've gotten organized on your vision and your weekly plan and all the different things you're able to take those moments that really are important with your children and you're able to find the joy in motherhood and thrive in motherhood because that's what it is actually all about it really is 
So thank you so much, Jessica, for spending your time with us today. Thank you so much for your insights on your planner and on your scheduling and everything. You're just, uh, you're doing great works and we really appreciate it. So. Well, thank you so much. I learned a lot just listening from your stories as well today. So this has been an absolute delight. All right, good. Thank well, you. we'll stay in touch and can't wait to collaborate more with you. So absolutely. Thank All you. Right. Thank you All so right. much, Jessica. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Bye. Bye now.